2: thank you so much, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. It is a hump day. What is going on? It's a big sports day, too, at least pour moi, because uh, Tottenham are playing Liverpool in the Premier League. They are tied on points. Tottenham ahead on goal differential. This could have huge ramifications. And Todd and are playing Leicester on Sunday. It's a huge couple of days before we go into the Disney Christmas period. But you know what? Did you say the Disney Christmas period? Dizzy, Disney, yeah, all that. But uh, we're here to talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, girls, and soccer, racing boxing, Olympics, quarter bowls, ball chess checkers. Speaking of football and baseball, what a perfect guest to start off the show. Tim Tebow, who, of course, won the Heisman at Florida and then uh, played in the NFL and beat the world champs, the Steelers, in the playoffs when he was with the Donkeys back in the day. And now, trying to make it to the bigs with the uh, Mets. We had Tim on last year. We have him on again. We have him with a young man, Teton Saltes, who is a uh, from the University of uh, New Mexico. And uh, we'll talk to uh, those gentlemen coming up here in about five minutes. Also, our buddy Sal Barry will join us in the second hour. Mr. Collectible Cards, Mr. Hockey. Sports Illustrated, <clears throat> which is now a monthly, whatever the cor- uh, cover story is, we've been lucky to have the uh, writer of that cover story each month, and we do that today with Rowan Carney. did a story on the Unibrow. And then my favorite comedian, uh, he probably thinks I'm stalking him at this point, hope not, uh, Mark Norman will be with us at 1140 to talk about a uh, uh, show that they're doing tonight uh, for Helium comedy records so it's called best of corona so we'll get that going as well 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call 1-800-878-7529 big shout out to our men and women listening on American Forces Radio Network as always I'm Rick Tittle we'll take a quick break and we'll come on back and get this thing going
1: want to hear something amazing
5: Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's So handsome. He's a genius. Thank
2: you for that. And welcome back to the show, Rick. Tiddle with you coast to coast and around the world. And um, if you're listening to the show yesterday, excuse me, um, we had some technical difficulties in the first hour and we were trying to figure out what it was. And uh, I know this isn't very entertaining, but the good news is is that we did figure out uh, what it was. And that is is that my headset completely broke. But I'll tell you what, (laughs) the good thing (laughs) is is that i've been uh, doing as you know with the pandemic i've been having to do this show from my house as we all are quarantined and i got to say that thing was a pretty good little workhorse there for the last nine months what have you um and uh, it finally just pooped out so i know that's not very fascinating um as i said uh, later in the show we're gonna have mark norman best of corona it's a live recording of a comedy album via zoom that's a whole new way of looking at things as well. <clears throat> and um, Sports Illustrated uh, writer Rowan Nodcarney has an article on AD, the cover story. And uh, it's good to see Sports Illustrated still going strong. Uh, when I was growing up, especially in the 70s when I was a little kid, Sports Illustrated was it. You know, we didn't obviously have the Internet, what have you. But if you were, you know, like faces in the crowd, you go back and like Bo Jackson was a face in the crowd. They took young high school kids and um, some of the great writers. They had Rick Riley. It was a thrill when Rick Riley came in studio with me a couple of times. I don't know, about 20 years ago. He was always the back page. He was hilarious. Um, And some people looked at the SI cover as a jinx. I think the Raiders kind of proved that wrong. And. 19 uh, December of 1980 where it said bring on the Eagles <clears throat> and then in January they beat them in the Super Bowl so it's sort of like the uh, Madden cover if you get on the Madden cover that doesn't mean that's necessarily a jinx people like to look to such things like that but uh, that's as I mentioned that's not always the case and uh, also in the uh, second hour Sal Berry is with us from uh, Puck Junk, this guy uh, I love hockey but You know, as a California guy and who's covered the Sharks since their existence, I feel like I know hockey pretty well, but uh, nothing like Sal. And uh, he's also obsessed with trading cards and another one just went for over a million dollars. So we'll we'll break that down with uh, Sal as well. But uh, right now we're just uh, waiting on our guests. Um, We're going to bring in a Tim Tebow once again, who was on the show last year. And uh, a young man named Titan Saltes, who is from the University of New Mexico. This is all part of the All State AFCA a Good Works team. And uh, they're going to be uh, honoring uh, these uh, young men at the Home Depot College Football Awards on January 7th, and also at the uh, Sugar Bowl uh, as well. And it's good to see that the Sugar Bowl is going to be played. Um, We know this is the most challenging of all football seasons uh, in our lifetimes because um, two of the power five conferences decided, you know what, we're not going to play. Of course, that was the PAC 12 and the big 10. And then when they saw everybody else gearing up and Justin Fields and others, the Ohio state quarterback saying, how come we can't play? This isn't fair. And then they got a lot of doctors together and you could say, Oh, it was a money grab and it wasn't safe. I think there's a, I don't really like the term money grab. When you look at the revenue that is brought into these colleges and universities from their football program, and you see a lot of times it's upwards of 80% of covering the entire athletic department. You know, why do you think San Jose state would go to Lincoln, Nebraska? They know they're going to lose 52 to 10, and it's because they're going to be getting a check for a million dollars. And, you could say those poor, you know, football players, but they're doing their program <laughs> solid to go there and take the, the beat down. So to me, a money grab is just, you know, a sort of a heartless Gordon Gecko. I'm going to dissolve Blue Star Airlines because I could. And um, also just uh, thinking about, I mean, the Pac-12, Larry Scott, the commissioner, was talking about uh, trying to get out loans, talking to different banks. um Remember, speaking to Nebraska, when they heard that they weren't going to play, they probably wish they had stayed in the Big 12. But when they heard they couldn't play, they said, can we leave the conference for a year? And the Big Ten said, you can, but you're never coming back if you're just going to bail. And if you want to go ahead and play Western Kentucky and, you know, uh, Valdosta State, if you want to just play football, but you're never coming back. And in the Big Ten... Um, The estimates were that they brought in $95 million a year to each and every program. And, you know, I always say the athletic department, but it could uh, obviously go beyond that as well and just basically covering everything. All right. We do have our guests. We're very happy to bring in, once again, Tim Tebow, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, quarterback in the NFL, in fact, won a playoff game against the the champs, the Steelers back in the day when he was with the Broncos, now, of course, with the New York Mets organization, and Teton Saltes, who is the All-State AFCA Good Works captain. Uh, Tim, let's start with you. When you see these young men like Teton and all the things that they do for for charity, it obviously warms your heart, and that's why you're a part of it, right?
6: Oh, there's no doubt. I'll tell you what, Teton has been um, I tell you what, when I got his resume, when I was looking at it several months ago, I was like, dude, this is like nine pages. This is incredible. And, you know, all of the kids are awesome and they really are seriously world changers and community changers. And then when you look at Teton and everything he's done and and um, and then we had the chance to talk, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And he's just so impressive and everything he's doing and all of the different initiatives that he's part of from the suicide hotline to chil- um, children that are getting bullied to you know just you know trying to help make a difference in every way possible is like man these are the stories that we need to tell these are the kids that we need to give a platform to because you know I just believe it's more than a game and these young men are just stepping up and standing out as you know awesome on the field but even more importantly uh impact makers off the field very well
2: said. And uh, Teton, who is aptly named a, uh, a giant of a young man, a good football player, but, but Teton, as Tim was just saying, all the things you're involved with, and I think it's especially poignant for the Native Americans and people of your heritage. You've worked at the Pine Ridge, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. You've brought food and medical relief to your Lakota Reservation as well. And if you think about in these times of social justice, still the Native American is not as represented. What does it mean to you to, to give back to uh, your own society like that?
7: You know, it, mean, it means everything to me. Um, it was the way I was raised. I mean, it was just seeing the stuff that I saw growing up and being around, you know, all the different people. And um, for me to be able to, to represent, uh, you know, not just my, you know, not just my family and, you know, my tribe, but to represent so many other people, similar people, um, it's, I mean, it's, words can't really describe it. It, it. It's such a, it's such a cool thing. And, um, who would have known, you know, that, that I, I would be where I'm at today. You know, my family, again, I, I come from a great family, but we, <laughs> none, none, none of us knew that this would be, uh, I'd be where we're at today. And, and for me to be able to represent, um, my people and all that in the way that I'm able to, I mean, it, it truly is a blessing.
2: And, you know, you're a good person to ask this as well with the Redskins getting rid of the name. And we just heard a couple of days ago that the Cleveland Indians are going to be getting rid of their name. A lot of people say, you know, it's, it's mostly white people who are offended by these names. But in real life, when you guys are on the reservation and you think about all the privations that you you have to go through, what what is like on a reservation
7: these days, Teton? That's a good question. Um, and It's important that and and I always always talk to people about this. Uh, I mean, there's, there's over 500 and I think 78 or something like that federally recognized tribes throughout the United States. Um, And the native people are are really diverse with different cultures, different backgrounds, you know, different languages. Um, And so it's hard, it's it's a, it's a slippery slope to try to generalize indigenous people, native people. Um, And kind of going back to reservations. There are some reservations that um look look just like any other city because I mean they are, you know, a lot of them are in the middle of the cities. Um and then there's reservations like mine back in South Dakota that are um very isolated and kind of in the middle of nowhere's and it's and it's a it's a beautiful place, but it's really kind of like a third world, you know, country when you go there. You know, people, you know, families Living in uh you know dirt floors, they don't have electricity, they don't have running water. Um, it'll be a one two bedroom house, and there's 15 20 people living in it. You know, people don't have access to um, a lot of the basic necessities that that we need um, just to just to live, just to survive. There's a lot of you know there's a lot of impoverishment. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity. But when you go there, and I always tell people this, when you go to a reservation, you go to my home and you see you see the negative parts and and, and, and you read about it. But when you get there, you see how beautiful it is and you see all the people laughing and smiling. And and it's really a beautiful thing to see um, that even somebody who, who people who are, have gone through so much throughout history, people who uh, don't have a lot, but yet they still give everything that they have. They still give whatever they can. And whether that's, you know, helping somebody, whether it's making somebody laugh and smile, um, they give something to other people to try to make somebody else's life better. And that, I mean, that's how, that's how I was raised, you know, and, that, and, and, and that's the community and the culture that I come from. And, you know, so to, to answer your question, res- what are reservations like today? Depends on which reservation you're at, but. Like I said, mine, um, mine is, is, is kind of an outlier, but it's, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a harsh reality, especially living in, you know, like America being in the the richest country, you know, in, in the nation, in, in the world. Um, and a lot of people don't recognize or realize that we have, you know, third world living conditions within our own country. And you, I could point to the reservations, for example, and, and, uh, I mean, people would be surprised to see that but 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 it's out there and and it's something that deserves much more recognition, because once we recognize it, then we can work to help fix it and alleviate it.
2: No doubt. One more question about your heritage and you make a great point I think a lot of times people just sort of group all the Indian nations together and there's so many different cultures. I just look at the Lakota people, the Teton Sioux, which, you know, you get your name and, and we know about notable Lakota like Sitting Bull and Black Elk and Crazy Horse. But I just think about the Sioux and all the sub-tribes um, in the Dakotas. There's there's just thousands of different cultures and, and language. And I think a lot of times with you, we, people in America, we kind of just group you guys all together like, oh, yeah, the Native Americans. And it's couldn't be further from the truth, is it?
7: I mean yeah you're exactly right and it's it's no different than uh would you i mean is all european people the same is all all tribes is all countries nations in africa the same south america asia i mean it's silly to to really group and try to generalize everybody in that sense and it's no different for native american people um different cultures different i mean there's similarities obviously but like I said, there's different languages, different cultures. I mean, there's a lot that I know about my tribe, and there's and, I, and there's other tribes I, I don't I know nothing about. <laughs> you know, they, I don't know their history, or their language, or any of that stuff. Um, right. But it is it is uh, it is special for me to um, to be able to be a, kind of a spokesman for for indigenous people, for Native people. And again, I, I'm always I'm hesitant to. See, I speak for all Native people because I don't, but it's good that Natives out there are able to, to look towards me and look towards, I mean, there's other Natives out there that are doing big things and to be able to look to them and, and have somebody who's doing good and somebody who uh, they can look up to, you know, somebody who grew up in the same community that they did, that uh, seen the same things that they've seen growing up, and seeing that they come from my place and they were able to make it out. I always, I always hope that, you know, people back home, especially the youth, I hope that they can look at me and and see that they can, they can make it out too, you know, that they can do good things in the world. And it's not just my tribe or anything like that. I mean, that's everybody. That's all people. Mm -hmm. Day. no
2: doubt day. we've been speaking with Teton Saltes, the all-state AFCA good works captain from the University of New Mexico you can check out more about him espn.com dot all I mean, uh, slash allstate he'll be honored at the sugar Bowl as well and before we go uh, Tim uh, Sandy Alderson is back with the Mets and uh, you're going back with the Mets and I know uh, we hopefully baseball will get started on time but but how are things looking for you health-wise
6: yeah I, I feel great um, hopefully it does start on time you know it, Kind of stunk not um, having a chance to play last year and getting injured the you know, year before that. Um, so, you know, hopefully it, we, we do get it back on time. That would be exciting. I know there's a lot to work through, just like, you know, I, you know, everyone's dealing with right now. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely exciting.
2: There he is, Tim Tebow and T10 Saltis. Gentlemen, always doing so much great work. We appreciate it. Congratulations. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up down the road.
6: Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Proud of Thank you you
2: so much. Thanks, man. I'm Rick
6: Tittle. Come on back, y'all.
4: Three one eight hundred seven five four four five three one eight hundred seven five four four five three one. that's eight hundred seven five four forty five
8: thirty one.
9: For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can, too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer.
4: 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase,
9: but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details.
10: I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is
11: bad.
12: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
2: All right, uh, and um, we went a little long. Apologies to the uh, network there. We had a very interesting guest. I mean, how many times are you going to get Tim Tebow and you want to hear more from the other guy? And there's nothing wrong with Tim Tebow. There's no knock against him, but man, that kid Teton Saltes for what he's done. And if I may... On a quick uh, historical aside here, as we've got a short segment, um, I mentioned some of the Lakota. The Black Elk, well, I mean, we know about Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull. Um, I, growing up in the 70s and 80s, especially in the Berkeley area where, you know, everybody was a lot into, let's just say, alternative education and such things, but a lot of my friends um, read Black Elk's book. And uh, I never uh, got into it, nothing against Native Americans. But, you know, they, they, they mostly got into it because they wanted to hear about peyote. But just as a man, this guy was pretty insane. Um, <clears throat> not insane crazy, insane as an adjective, all the things that he did. Um, he was related to Crazy Horace. Uh, he was at little bighorn when Custer, the dummy, who was not a general, he had been bumped down by then, Um, at that uh, U.S. defeat, if you wanted to call it. He was at the Wounded Knee Massacre and survived. He went to Europe as part of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. He then converted to Catholicism, and the people in Rapid City wanted to try to make him a saint. They opened a cause for his beatification, but then they found out on his deathbed he renounced his Catholicism, and he went back to what he called his peace pipe, uh, religion, but he's best known for the books he wrote and the seven sacred rites of the Sioux. And a lot of people, as I said, in the 1970s when people wanted to know more about native Americans and, uh, out here in, um, San Francisco, native American, um, uh, took, uh, briefly along with others, but briefly took over the, um, Alcatraz, former prison, but it was the book Black Elk Speaks, which was written in the 30s. This guy lived until 1950, by the way, <laughs> Black Elk. But it, when I think about the uh, the Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, and this was Bill Cody, and he got Wild Bill Hickok. It's just funny, and you think about going uh, to Europe, And the first time they went was 1887, and it was part of the Golden Jubilee of Queen Victoria, and they had an American exhibition. And so uh, the Prince of Wales at the time, who became King Edward VII, briefly, um, he just thought it was great. And then they went over and they performed for Kaiser Wilhelm. Um, They went to uh, Paris, Barcelona. They played in the ancient... Uh, Roman Coliseum. I don't know how they did that. I've been to the Roman Coliseum. I don't know where you could go unless they put down some boards. But, um, you know, as I said, just to wrap up the statement, in these times when a lot of people who have been, um, let's just say, underserved in this country, underappreciated, are looking for, deserved social justice, the Native Americans still, they still kind of get um, shoved under the rug a little bit and um, it's just you know that's why we want to know what's it like f- to live on a reservation everyone Dan Snyder he wanted to keep the Redskins name like 10 years ago and so we built a gym on an Indian reservation look I care you know there's more to it than just that alright well come on back open lines 1-800-878-PLAY I'm Rick Tittle I'll see you in a 2nd <laughs>
10: Mary's Bistro Delivery Business is bustling and ready to burst.
1: Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering.
10: It's time to hire.
1: I need indeed.
10: Indeed, you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for
9: your first job post. Terms and conditions apply.
4: That's eight hundred four
14: zero three fifty nine twelve.
12: You must be crazy. Use a DOG And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
2: Goodness gracious, that is some weird stuff. 1-800-878-PLAY. one 800 7529 So, a lot of people out there, I mentioned this yesterday, are pretty upset that Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be staying in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and remember, they wanted to impress him. <clears throat> they went out and got Drew Holiday and almost Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, but a lot of teams were sort of positioning themselves for Giannis next year as a free agent or maybe making a trade for Giannis. Why wouldn't you? Why Why wouldn't you think about the top? I mean, why are you in this business if you're not just tantalizing? What if we got him? And you're not doing your job as a GM. You're not doing your job as a GM. If you <clears throat> weren't just lining up your ducks, what would it take? Okay, this much money, $200 million, I got to move that guy. I can trade this. I can trade that. I can use this to acquire that, to trade that, to get this. As I said, there's not one GM in basketball who thought, oh, we'll never get him. I'm not going to waste my time on that, which in all reality is the truth, but you 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 shouldn't be in the, in the business if you think that way. You know, you can say, look, 99%, I know he doesn't want to come to our dirty city with our lousy team, but I have to be ready for it. <clears throat> I got to look. I just got to look. And so he was not going to be a free agent until the end of this coming year. So it's amazing how he was maybe the single most powerful force of this offseason. What do I mean? What do I mean? How about this? The Miami Heat refused to sign any free agents longer than one year. (laughs) This is a team that won the Eastern Conference. The Raptors did the same thing and it probably cost them Serge Ibaka. The Mavericks unloaded Seth Curry and DeLon Wright just to have some cap preservation just in case. The Golden State Warriors didn't do that so much, but there are a lot of people out here, including me, that thought we were in with a shout. I say as a Warrior fan. Not saying he was coming here for sure, but when you get a team that wins three championships in four years, and you go to five straight, and you still have Steph Curry, and you have a brand new building, and you have a owner that will pay through the nose in luxury taxes, and KD said, I want to be a warrior at one point, and that was not in black and white film. I was at that press conference when he said that. So you can dare to dream a little bit. <clears throat> And if you are a Warrior fan that loves the core four, then you're very happy. Or should I say the core three now? Because it was going to cost the Warriors Clay Thompson. Now, Clay Thompson is going to go basically two straight years without ever dribbling a ball for the Warriors. And that's not of his own making, of course. That's just um, what happened with the, the injury situation. So, if you wanted Giannis, those chances right now have evaporated, barring something really weird. Something really, really weird. And you can say on the good hand that the preparations they made won't go to waste. Because if you want to go cla- uh, glass half empty and be like, oh, we did all that for nothing, uh, glass half full, you can say, look at all this flexibility we have. Okay, so we don't get Giannis, but we might get A, B, or C, who's not as good, but still will help us get better. And so if you think about how much cap space you can create, like I mentioned Toronto, and you look at Siakam, he's really only the big earner on that team. And I got to give Pascal Siakam credit for getting a contract for $33 million a year.
15: Woo! <laughs> uh,
2: Van Fleet about nineteen. Uh, Ag Onanobi has a player option at eleven six. He'll take it. Norman Powell also has a eleven six player option, which he'll take. But but after that, they don't have anybody. They have a lot of flexibility right there. And you know, you just wonder: can you fall back? On a guy like Siakam. What I mean by that is like Miami can say, no matter what happens, we have Jimmy Butler. Dallas can say no matter what happens, we have Luka Doncic. You know? So that brings to mind the trade market again. And for teams who are like, look, we'll wait for Giannis, we'll wait for him. I'm kind of glad in a way that he's off the market just so I don't have to hear all year long. You know, especially I'm sure the Knicks, the Knicks fans always think they're getting everybody. So I'm sure the Knicks are like, well, once we get Giannis, then we... Wait, once you what? (laughs) Once you get Giannis, you're getting him? I think that's the thing, too, is like people can't... People in New York can't believe that... I think they do believe it. But for a while there, it was hard to fathom that somebody didn't want to play for the Knicks. It was sort of like that way for me with the, the Raiders. Because everybody wanted to play for the Raiders. And then, you know, hearing... Quentin Moss tell me, I when I heard I was going to the Raiders, I was depressed. That's where careers go to die. I thought, wow, is that what people think? And I thought, oh, maybe they're right. You know, I think it was a shock for Niners fans, too, when you had guys like Ken Norton and Deion Sanders and Rod Woodson. They all wanted to play for the Niners. And then seeing Matt Leinart, huh, I'll go back to college. I'm not playing for those losers. The, you don't want to play for the Niners? They suck. Wow. So sometimes that can hit you. And that's why it's weird. I almost got choked up and cry when I heard KD say, I want to be a warrior when he told the story about how he woke up his dad and his brother. I want to be a warrior. I'm like, no one's ever said that. <laughs> I think even people who grew up here have never said that. But <clears throat> the, uh, the elephant in the room, Giannis is back in the zoo or the circus or the plains of the Serengeti, whatever it is. Uh, Giannis is, is, uh, He's out. So, the overwhelming assumption of now the Clippers re-signing Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. See, a lot of this, of course, once the season gets going, I'd rather not talk about it. It's somewhat interesting right now, just as we let the dust settle on Giannis. These are all things about after this season, which we haven't even played yet. But, as I said, the Raptors losing Ibaka and Marcus Saul. Rudy Gobert is eligible for a supermax and word out of Utah is they're not going to offer it to him. Is it because of the, he started COVID-19? No, I'm not going to say that, but we do remember when he put his hands all over every mic. Uh, you talk about apologetic. Sorry. Like, sorry, I'm six foot nine and made out of solid rock. I didn't think I would get sick. Sorry, Donovan. I didn't mean to get you but if Toronto is willing to move off its Nick Nurse if you have a shot, shoot it you know, Gilbert could be a guy that they could bring in but still, when you look at the Miami Heat, they really only have two guys that are making cash and Jimmy Butler and um, what Bam Adebayo is going to be getting other than that, you get I mean, Tyler Harrow is only going to be making $4 million next year um, and then the Mavs. This is funny. You think who's the highest paid paid player on the Mavericks? Luka Doncic is fourth. He makes ten million dollars a year. He makes less money than Dwight Powell. He makes six million less than Josh Richardson, and he makes less than one third of Kristaps Porzingis. Now, don't feel sorry for Luka Doncic because $10 million to play basketball is a pretty good deal. And when it gets time for him to get paid, he going to get paid. In fact, he just barely makes more than Maxi (laughs) Kleber. And I can get it. But there were um, a few people after we saw this deal were. um, Antetokounmpo could lose $25 million off the Supermax because of the fallout of COVID-19. So you say, well, how is that possible? He, The back-to-back MVP just signed the biggest contract in NBA history. It's going to keep him in Milwaukee through the 2024-2025 season. It's going to pay him more than $45 million per year. That's the highest-paid athlete in this north american continent and he is set and his great 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 grandchildren are set but there were some people who said he got gypped (laughs) there are always these people it's like when i went to tijuana when my brother was at san diego state we used to go to tijuana and you go to the market and you, you feel terrible there are these little kids that like you know, it's, it's basically the third world. They have mud on their faces and they're like, please give me money, dinero, por favor. And then I bought one of those Spicoli pullover shawls for a dollar off this guy who was just, you know, he looked, couldn't look more poor. I felt bad for him. And I got back to San Diego. And like, How much you pay for that shawl? I was like, a dollar? Huh, you got robbed, dude. I got robbed? I didn't say a hundred dollars. But people will look at the Giannis thing and say, well, you know, the max contract were it not for the Corona, and you look at the percentage increase on the cap from 109 to 112, the revenue should have been maybe as much as 35% more. And so thereby, Giannis, instead of getting 228.2, probably should have got closer to 250. So he got ripped. (laughs) <laughs> what a ripoff! Highest... But, you know, it just depends on how you look at it. Remember, the Steelers offered Le'Veon Bell the highest-paid running back contract in NFL history. And he said, no, we're underpaid. Our careers are short. We take a pounding. The tread comes off the tire like we're racing Paris to Dakar. I need to take a stand for running backs. We need more money. And he's still a very rich man, but... You know, as I said, it's just a spree well. How can I possibly feed my family? Now, if his family was the entire state of Texas, you would say, yeah, that's not enough money. It's just it's just your perspective. So I just think it's hilarious to see the richest contract in history and actually to have some folks say, well, he really this coronavirus really ripped him off. It should have been more money. Do I feel sorry for him? Mm, no. Does Giannis feel sorry for himself uh, now? I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back.
4: That's 877-360-0402.
7: I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm
12: really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever.
7: Hey, look. I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options.
12: I, I just want to tell him...
4: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906, 800-338-6906, that's 800-338-6906, paid for by the Detoxin Treatment Helpline.
9: Hadel is going to go to the air, he's back to pass, he
4: throws deep to the end zone, batted up in the air, intercepted by Dan Connors! It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown! And Connors came down with a pass. And the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that
5: drive.
12: about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio.
2: Oh, thank you for that. You know, it's funny. Sometimes on uh, Twitter, you get dragged into these threads. Like earlier in the year, there was some guy, I said something about the Raiders, and this guy put Carr is the worst quarterback in the NFL, and another guy's like, oh, yeah, no, he's not. In response to what I said, and it went on for like 75 tweets, and I just wanted to block both guys. (laughs) but I didn't want to seem like a jerk and then that stopped for like a month and then the guy was like hey Carr had a good game haven't heard from you in a while I'm like why do you have to start it up again but I bring it up because I just tweeted out that I have uh, Tim Tebow and Mark Norman on the show today and my friend Jorge responded the great Tebow and he uh, knows Reddick, Josh Reddick pretty well. So then Josh Reddick replies, go dogs. And then they go back and forth like 10 tweets between Florida and Georgia stuff. And uh, and I just <laughs> – by the way, what I don't think Mark Red, um, Josh Reddick has a team right now. I think it's funny on Josh Reddick's Twitter too. He, he writes, I'm not JJ Reddick. But anyway, I like Josh Reddick. I, I got to know him a little bit when he was with the A's I got to interview him in person a couple times and actually got to have beers with him a couple times it was a long time ago, but um, yeah, I don't think he has a team, but all I was thinking of is, you know, I don't like it, I know, you know, I know Jorge and, and it's, it's fine. They're just teasing each other. But I was just thinking about how much Mark Norman hates all this stuff. <laughs> he just He's probably looking at his Twitter going, what the hell did I get dragged into here? Well, that's Twitter for you. All right, we got another couple hours. Come on back on Sports Byline.
5: USA
9: Radio News with Lance Pride.
16: A hearing examining irregularities in the 2020 election announced by Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Chair Ron Johnson last week is underway Wednesday. Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Today we will hear testimony on how election law laws in some cases were not enforced and how fraudulent voting did occur, as it always does. The question that follows is whether the level of fraud would alter the outcome of the election. Democrat Senator Gary Peters of Michigan. The president and many of his supporters are unfortunately continuing their efforts to undermine the will of the people, disenfranchise voters, and sow the seeds of mistrust and discontent to further their partisan desire for power. Democrats argued that holding a committee challenging the election results would be damaging to democracy. Republicans saying tens of millions of Americans believe the election was stolen and why it needs to be examined. USA Radio News
1: balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at
8: a time. The product that you've given me here is, as far as I'm concerned,
15: sent to me from heaven.
11: I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool.
1: Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
16: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said Tuesday that restaurants will remain fully open while other states impose strict dining restrictions. DeSantis told Cook, Servers and other restaurant employees during a press conference that he's not going to allow the hospitality industry to completely shut down in Florida. The more vaccine providers, the greater the vaccine recipients. USA Radio News Tim Berg has more.
3: FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn is hopeful another coronavirus vaccine will be approved later this week.
16: We uh, have a vaccine
3: advisory committee meeting um, on Thursday where we'll have a full public vetting of it. And we expect to follow a similar course. Biotech company Moderna behind this vaccine also praising president trump for his leadership during the vaccine development process from the usa radio news phoenix bureau i'm tim berg
16: the moderna covid19 vaccine goes before the fda for emergency use approval on thursday reports are indicating this will get approved usa radio news
11: working from home i'm chad dodd veterinarian and consultant to limp bells here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-M-O-V ecom
16: Now that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is making its way to frontline workers this week, when can you expect the vaccine?
13: USA Radio News Dan Naraki has the details. With one coronavirus vaccine being delivered across the country and another likely to be approved this week, a massive immunization program is just beginning. But when will the general public begin to have access to those shots? Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar says that could come sooner than many thought. He tells CNBC that the possibility for more vaccines coming to market could also move that date forward. I believe that by the end
9: of February, into March, of course, depending on the decisions by our governors, but I believe we'll have enough supply out there to be reaching out into the general public for administration at your CBS's Walgreens Kroger's and near the end of February into March. And if we get J&J and AstraZeneca coming in, their data should be here. We hope the, the beginning to middle of January with FDA consideration later in the month. From the USA Radio News, Ohio
3: Bureau, I'm
16: Dan Naraki. The Moderna vaccine is up for FDA emergency use authorization on Thursday. Thursday.
3: FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn is hopeful another coronavirus vaccine will be approved later this week.
12: We uh, have a vaccine advisory committee meeting
3: um, on Thursday where we'll have a full public vetting of it and we expect to follow a similar course. Biotech company Moderna behind this vaccine. Hahn also praising President Trump for his leadership during the vaccine development process. From the USA Radio News
16: Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News.
4: That's 877-360-0402.
3: Rick Tittle knows his sports.
6: I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh, my gosh, he's so fine.
1: Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T
15: in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
2: Thank you and welcome back to titillating sports with rick tittle talking about myself that's not really talking about myself in the third person like george is getting mad not that type of thing but uh we are here for you this is what we do this is how we do's it as the great uh jb smooth uh has to say but uh anyway good to uh talk a little hockey now and then sometimes it gets a little bit under the um you know it goes under the uh, radar a little bit there was a uh, <clears throat> a guy named uh mark donnelly who sang national anthems for the uh, canucks up there in uh vancouver and uh he got fired a couple weeks ago um because uh he uh tweeted that, uh, he, uh, was involved in an anti-mask wearing rally. (laughs) Oh, Canada, I will not wear a mask. Don't get mad. Don't take me to task. Sorry. Freestyling. Uh, so they said you're out. How about that? I wonder if you could like, and by the way, Somebody said that in 2012 he sang Oh Canada at an anti abortion rally. Like, why didn't he get fired for that? Aha! See, there's always something. They're going to get you, get you. So it's good to talk about that. 1 800 878 play. Talk about rumors as well. The latest rumor today is that the Mets and Rockies are engaged in Nolan Arenado talks. Wow. Steve Cohen, you said you were going to be a different type of owner there in Queens. You get Nolan Arenado, and I tip my hat to you. I don't care what you give up. You bring that guy in, who's inked for many more years, that was pretty huge. All right, we got SI coming up on the other side. Mark Norman in about a half hour. Big shout out to our troops listening on American Forces Radio Network. Are you doing a great job? Stay safe. Come home soon. We're proud of you. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
17: professional painters know waiting between coats for trim doors and cabinets to dry is time out of your day and money out of your pocket. Bare Premium Cabinet and Trim Enamel from the Home Depot lets you finish faster. With excellent flow and leveling, it dries to the touch in one hour. And less dry time means less downtime. Bare Premium Cabinet and Trim Enamel, just $39.98 a gallon. And that's before the Pro Extra Discount. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Available in-store and online.
4: That's 800-880-7167, paid for by Airtime Media.
3: Do you have valuable collectibles and worry what will happen if they're stolen? Wax Insurance is a mobile app that allows collectors to take care of all their insurance needs. Whether you collect watches, sports memorabilia, wine, fine art, you name it, Wax makes insuring what you care about incredibly easy. To get an immediate quote, download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE. Then take a picture of your item and provide some basic information. That's it. No extensive paperwork or need for third-party appraisals. Download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE.
2: Thank you so much and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Always great to uh, catch up with the person who has written the cover story over at uh, Sports Illustrated and we're doing that now. Happy to have Rohan Ned Carney with us. He's done a story on Anthony Davis, the unibrow, now a world champion and now inked long-term with the Lakers Rowan, thanks for being on the show. And I think a lot of us maybe don't know the, that the fact that the late, great Kobe Bryant had a part in him getting to L.A. What what did uh, Kobe and, and uh, Anthony Davis, uh, how did those two guys get together?
15: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Kobe and Anthony Davis, uh, their relationship goes back to the 2012 Olympic team, actually. That's when they first met. And became friends, and it had been reported for a while that those two had maintained a friendly uh, friendship. Uh, obviously, uh, when Davis got into the league, Kobe actually knew his parents a little bit as well. But uh, over the summer, Anthony Davis would actually work out with Kobe Bryant uh, in 2018. The two worked out together, and it was after that workout when Kobe Bryant uh, called Rob Plinka, his old agent, who was also the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers, and he told Rob Pelinka, if you ever get a chance to trade for Anthony Davis, uh, you have to do it.
2: And, you know, it's funny. I was looking at the subtitle of your article, subtitle. Under Trying Conditions and New Surroundings, Anthony Davis formed an unbeatable alliance with LeBron James, keeping the king accountable while providing okay. to be the cheat code that propelled the Lakers to their 17th title. And that's what I want to ask about, as you call them, the, uh, the cheat code. And Anthony Davis started off as kind of like, I don't know, a, 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 I think humble beginnings in the league. And by the time he left New Orleans, he was, you know, uh, openly campaigning to leave. He wore the shirt that said, that's all folks. And he got his way. He got to the Lakers and, and he got a, a, a championship. In, in what way would you say, hey, look, the guy got what he wanted and that's the way we should all live our lives. And, and how much is he a little bit vilified for doing what he did?
15: Uh, it's an interesting question. I, I do think that the circumstances in, in New Orleans, I, I don't think are ideal how they went down at the same time. I, I think he told the Pelicans, I'm not going to sign my extension, so it's probably in your best interest to trade me. Uh, he just took it a step further by, by making it clear he really wanted to go to Los Angeles. Uh, that's just the nature, really, of the NBA business right now. Uh, we're seeing it to an even further extent with with James Harden, but but guys who have, uh, you know, so much talent who can kind of direct the course of a team uh, have a good amount of leverage. Uh, in Anthony Davis's case, uh, he had, uh, he was coming up on a big decision that summer with New Orleans. He told the team he wasn't going to sign an extension. That made it clear he wasn't going to stay. Um, ultimately, I do think it, it worked out. Uh, for both sides, frankly, I mean, the Pelicans got Brandon Ingram. He was an all-star last year. They got multiple first-round picks. Uh, also, you know, good players in Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart. So uh, I do think at the time there was, you know, obviously a lot of talk, maybe some controversy around it. But ultimately it did work out for both sides. And then I think you saw this year why Anthony Davis felt that situation was necessary. In New Orleans, they weren't capable of footing a championship roster around him. Uh, he finally got to play with, with equal talent uh, with the Lakers, and, and he was a huge, huge, huge reason why they were able to win a championship.
2: There's no doubt he was a huge reason. It just as an aside, when I look at Giannis staying in Milwaukee, and I'm not a Bucs fan, but I'm glad because the way the Supermax is, is built is the, the hometown team, the original team, has a chance to pay more money. And so normally you would think, that this guy a back-to-back MVP would want to go to a big marquee team and if you think if Anthony Davis had stayed in New Orleans you think about him and Zion and what they would be building right now um do you sort of put anything into is that like an apple and oranges type of situation what do you think about Giannis staying in in Milwaukee yeah
15: you know if, if you really start to parse the situations. Uh, Anthony Davis, the, the regime that's currently in New Orleans, David Griffin, who has done a good job of rebuilding that team, uh, he came in after Anthony Davis had made his trade request. I mean, uh, Dell Demps, the previous GM, had been there for quite a long time. Uh, they had had nowhere near the success Giannis has had uh, in Milwaukee during Anthony Davis's first year in New Orleans. Uh, you know, they never made a conference final. But certainly, Anthony bears some of the responsibility there. Uh, you know, at the same time, I think they struggled to put the right team around him, whereas the Bucks, uh, you know, found the right coach, found the right system, found the right pieces uh, around Giannis. Uh, they also, the circumstances under which they drafted Giannis were a lot different, right? Anthony Davis was always going to be uh, the number one pick. Uh, was always an incredibly talented player. Entered the league with a lot more pressure and a lot more expectations on him uh, than Giannis did. I, I think greatness was expected from Anthony Davis. Uh, whereas Giannis, uh, the Bucks really took a chance on him at the end of the lottery. No one knew who he was when he was drafted. Uh, he was a complete curiosity. Uh, his first couple years in the league, I, I don't think anyone expected him to be who he is now. So, you know, when you really start to look at the situation, uh, you see how different they were and why maybe Giannis had a little bit more faith in his front office group, uh, why he had a little bit more buy-in with that, with that organization than Anthony did with New Orleans, uh, which also underwent change um so i I do think the situations are a little different Uh, i i do think it's it's good for the league it's healthy for the league uh if small markets are thriving and able to retain their players Uh, at the same time i think the lakers were a thrilling team to watch last season and it's equally satisfying to see a player of anthony's caliber uh get a chance to play on on the biggest stages that, that he wasn't able to do in new orleans
2: you know um just one more question for you, and that is with NBA players like all athletes living their lives on social media, we get to know a lot about their personal lives and, and such things, but and we all know about his versatility on the court. He's unguardable at times. What did you find out about AD once you started doing this article that surprised you?
15: I think what really surprised me was he is not someone who is just relying on his talent, right? We see someone who has the size and, and the skill, but I, I think he's very critical of his own game. He realizes uh, there are areas he needs to improve, and, and he's willing to, to put in the work to add facets to his game. Uh, there's a story, uh, an anecdote in the story, I should say, about you know what he did to kind of recreate his jump shot over the summer. That's very difficult uh, to do, especially when you've been in the league for so long. Someone who's already an MVP candidate saying, I- I'm going to you know, go back to basics on a, on a very fundamental part of my game, uh, I think shows that he's someone who's-, who's very self-critical and willing to do whatever it takes to, to make sure all of his skills uh, are as good as they can be. Uh, he hit that game-winning shot uh, in Game 2 of the Eastern- or Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets. Uh, that was the result of-, of a lot of hard work. He might not have hit that shot. Uh, earlier in his career, his balance may have been off, the rotation on the ball may have been off. Those are all things he worked on diligently last summer. And I think that's really what stuck out to me about Anthony Davis. is He's not satisfied about where he is as a player. Uh, he wants more not only for his team and for his career, but, but for what he can do on the floor. He really does want more.
2: Great stuff from Rohan Nadkarni, and great title of the article, too, How Now Brow, the cover story for Sports Illustrated. Make sure to uh, pick it up. Rohan, thanks for being on the show, and congratulations on getting the cover story. Pretty cool.
15: Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it.
2: All right. I'm Rick Tittle. we got open lines on the other side, so come on back on Sports Byline USA.
0: plus broad spectrum, equal healthy, fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Do you
1: owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute, free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt.
3: 800-439-7851 800-439-7851 800-439-7851 800-439-7851
12: You must be crazy. You's a D-O-G, and if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
2: Wow, that is some grandiose stuff. I'll tell you that. Um, Coming up in the next segment, Mark Norman, my favorite comedian. And uh, as I said, I hope he's not sick of me. I've had him on so many times. (laughs) Um, Talking about the NBA season. The good news is we have another one coming up. One loaded with so many good players and storylines and rising stars and all sorts of stuff. But the bad news is it's going to be a rough and rocky road. Take a trip to hip, rock it through the world. Um, there's going to be COVID-19 tests, injuries, out, unpredictable outcomes, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, that that's the, uh, <clears throat> the sort of takeaway – from everybody since they're going to be outside the bubble. And the league released a 134-page guide to navigating a pandemic that, of course, postponed the season for months and, of course, has altered every facet of life on Earth. Not just America, not just California, everywhere. And the NBA itself has been clear about how unlikely it's going to work because uh, we've already heard that over 500 players in the NBA, 48 have already tested positive for coronavirus. So um, in the memorandum itself, the NBA put out, it says, quote, it is unlikely that some staff players and other participants in the 2020-21 season, nonetheless, will test positive or contract COVID-19, particularly as the virus remains prevalent in particular team markets and surrounding communities. The occurrence of independent cases, i.e., cases not spread among players or team staff, or a smaller, otherwise expected number of COVID-19 cases will not require a decision to suspend or cancel the 2021 season. End quote. In other words, it's going to get ugly, but they're going to push through anyway. <clears throat> and that's the universally agreed upon point. We're just going to go ahead and roll on. And if you think the NFL's ups and downs have been disruptive, you haven't seen anything yet because they play once a week. And the solution is deal with it. The solution is... Play subs, expand your rosters, get your G League team pumped up. You know, I was saying that the Broncos had to put a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback for an NFL game against New Orleans. I said, make your whole taxi squad quarterbacks. And I don't care who they are. Just go go to the Pac-12. Okay. Pick five seniors. (laughs) Cal, ASU. Colorado, Utah, Washington State, were you guys all the starting quarterbacks of your team last year? Okay, you're all on the practice squad now. You think I have an NFL future? No, not really, but you can take a snap. And you'll look better than a wide receiver. But Adam Silver, who is the smartest of all commissioners, in my humble opinion, he is not Pollyannish about any of this. You know, we all want to be healthy and have jobs and try to get both of those in tandem. But the the sense of rushing to return so quickly after the games just ended around Halloween probably would have made more sense to cut the season. I don't know, 12 games down to, to, I mean, they already cut 10 off from 82 to 72, maybe cut them to 62. But whatever it is, look, the TV contract and the financial realities – They've signed on for 72, so they're just going to go. And I think one interesting feeling is that the league um, is that injuries to players weigh just as heavily or more than I think of a a rash of COVID-19. The sort of fatalistic resignation that you simply cannot control the spread of a virus during a pandemic I mean, it, we all feel that way, right? It's out of our control. All we can do is wear a mask and wash our hands. And so, the rash of injury—I don't think there's going to be a rash of injuries. I mean, obviously, there's going to be players who are super—I don't say super tired, but don't get the type of off-season they usually get. And so, we get back to the old LM. The two dirty words, load management. And you're going to see a lot of that. If you expect LeBron James to play 32 minutes a game next year, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do that. But, you know, um, I'm just thinking about um, a team that could tank the season for everyone else. Because some people raise the fact that... um, if your team starts off six and twenty, and the players are already, um, you know, disgruntled and resigned to a sense of meaningless on the court, and they're angry, that that could wreak havoc on an actual contender because then they stop adhering to COVID-19 protocols. This is just a theory, but you cannot fight human nature outside of a bubble. That's just. I mean, as I said, if you go on any freeway, at least out here in the Bay Area, there are people who will drive 90 and weave through traffic. They, that's just what they do. And they're all assheads and they're idiots. If you, just, as, just, just to say this, if people didn't speed, I think it would cut down on more than 50% of all accidents. Yeah, people are texting and they're inattentive and sometimes your tire pops, whatever or there's ice on the road. I get it. But people who just drive 90 and weave through traffic, how do you expect those people to wear a mask? You know, they're just, they're idiots and they don't care about anybody else. It's all about them. And, you know, that is one thing. This isn't Norway where we care about our neighbors. We, we want, in America for the most part, we want our neighbors to eat a bag of butts. So. In the NBA, and you're talking about these millionaires, they're already, I mean, there are parties that they have where not everyone is getting a rapid COVID-19 test at the door. I know Dave Chappelle threw a party down in Austin with all his comedian friends. They had to get a rapid test that day, and it's 200 bucks, and you find out in 15 minutes. That's a responsible way of doing it, but it's also a very expensive way of doing it. You're telling me... um, that the NBA players couldn't stay safe. No, as I said, it's just, it's too much against their human nature to say, okay, you know what, what I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm going to adhere to everything and (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be good. I don't want to, I want to make sure that we don't ruin the season, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, and by the way, the thing about I was talking about, um, Uh, James Harden, as I said, that uh, at some point he's going to have to embrace his lot in life, which is, oh, no, I'm going to be making tens of millions of dollars playing in the NBA. Oh, no, what can we do? (laughs) Well, as I said, he's contractually obliged to play for the the Rockets, and he's going to show up, and he did show up last night. And he shot three for 10 from the field. And John Wall stole the show. He had three steals and 15 points. And uh, Harden did not seem enthusiastic. And so John Wall was asked about it. And he said, quote, at the end of the day, he's going to do what's best for him. The organization is going to do what's best for them also, end quote. Wow. So it's basically... And John Wall's a veteran, and he's not dumb. You know, he could have said, oh, he's one of my favorites. Great guy. Great, better guy off the court. Can't wait to play with him. He just was – he wasn't disrespecting him. I mean, this was being honest. He'll do what's good for him, and the team will do what's good for them. And the thing is, Harden can't do what's good for him. It just ain't. (laughs) You know, the other thing, too. If you look at the NBA, I saw a story out of Boston that the Celtics were dying to pick Tyler Harrow, but they came one slot short, kind of like the Knicks. They were going to take Steph Curry, but the pick before him was Golden State, and they grabbed him. The Celtics picked 14 in that draft, and Harrow went 13 to the Heat, and all he did was Harrow helped knock the Celtics out of the NBA playoffs. So the Celtics might not get over that, but they found a new love in Oregon with this guy, Peyton Pritchard. They think, you know, he led the Pac-12 in scoring. They think maybe he'll be the Tyler Hero that we want. And I just want to say about Pritchard, as I said, you know, he was a first-team All-American. I don't wish anything bad about that guy, but he's Matthew (laughs) Della And by the way, Matthew Dellavedova is the all-time leading scorer in the history of my college, St. Mary's. And it, and by the way, Jordan Ford, four points shy from that, the kid out of Folsom. But um, I, he's not Tyler Hero. But in a way, you know, as um, Arsenio Hall said in the 80s, the Celtics don't just drive, draft white guys. They want a white guy with a cyst <laughs> on his face. <laughs> it's a joke, but... Yeah, Danny Ainge probably sees a lot of himself in Peyton Pritchard, but I've talked to a few people who cover the Pac-12, and they go, "No, nah, that guy's not going to work. He's just not going to work." As I said, I wish him the best. We don't know, but he ain't Tyler Hero. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little comedy with Mark Norman. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second.
17: professional painter, you're only as good as your last job. Make it count with Behr Pro i300 Interior Paint from The Home Depot, starting at just $15.99 a gallon, and that's before the Pro Extra discount. You get superior hide and coverage, fast, easy application with a sprayer, roller, or brush, and you'll make sure your next job is your best job. Behr Pro i300 Interior Paint, starting at just $15.99 a gallon. Now at The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Available in-store and online. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst.
1: Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering.
10: It's time to hire.
1: I need Indeed.
10: Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms
13: and conditions apply.
9: For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can, too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer.
4: 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues
9: from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for
13: details. It doesn't really matter. I uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore.
12: Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
2: I think a lot of dumb stuff. Thank you for that and welcome back to the show Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Uh we'll throw a mark on when we get him. There's a couple of questions I have though for the Warriors especially after they lost to the Sacramento Kings last night. It's a preseason game they lost by one. So they won one game by one, and they lost one game by one. And that is if the Warriors can survive their non Stephen Curry minutes. And what that means is that Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are going to have to earn their $44 million combined salary. I mean, <clears throat> look, it's, it's electrifying when Steph's on the court, and I don't want to say terrifying, <clears throat> excuse me, when he leaves it, Curry came out hot, 29 points, 10 for 20 from the field, hit five threes as well. When he was on the hardwood for 28 minutes, the Warriors were a plus seven. When he went to the bench, they stunk. And I'm not talking about garbage time, fourth quarter minutes when the scrubs came out. I'm talking about everybody else who starts, real players, (laughs) the real guys, and uh, Curry had him cooking early, but uh, we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, but uh, we're now joined by uh, Mark Norman, one of my favorites. And um, he's got a uh, show tonight, which is going to be from Helium Comedy Records. They're going to be recording an album beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern called Best of Corona. And it's going to have Brad Williams, our friend Mike Kaplan, Kelsey Cook, Mia Jackson, Alonso Bodden, Pete Lee, Vinnie Bran. Kevin Bozeman Bonnie McFarland Ricky Cruz Andy Woodhall TT Kirkland Michael Somerville and Tammy Pescatelli Mark welcome back to the show once again this I've never heard anything like this uh, and you're making an album out of it it sounds pretty fun
11: hey hey yeah it should be a, it should be a hoot I mean it's we got all this corona material we're sitting on and nobody wants to hear that crap when the world opens so it's a good way to burn it <laughs> Would it, yeah
2: is it gonna be hacky to, to, to lean on that for a few months you think
11: I think it'll it'll be kind of an address the elephant in the mask you know at the beginning you got to throw it out there <laughs> one or two jokes on it but I think we'll be sick of it we want to move on you know it's like 9/11 we got it let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about uber again
2: <laughs> as you uh, may remember I'm a uh you know, huge, uh, Tuesday and Gatrion, uh, as well. And the other day I had Brad Grossman who owns all the helium clubs on my show. And I just happened to mention, I said, you know, Mark Norman always says that helium Philly is his favorite club. And he just gushed. He said, did he really say that? Oh, I, I'm so thankful that Mark said that that guy was all over loving you for that
11: statement. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I it's true. I would sell out there back in the day when I was nothing. I mean, I'm still close to nothing. But back when I had, you know, nothing going on. And uh, so I, that club would always fill up and it's just perfectly shaped. It's a perfect, uh, perfect room. And it's in the middle of the, the city. And Philly's got some stank on it. You know, the hobos. I always say it's like Boston with minorities. It's a great town. <laughs> I do love Philly
2: as well. I, I hear that a lot about the punchline, too, out here, is that the, the the capacity, you're on a riser, a low ceiling, it's like just right.
11: That's another great one. It, it yeah, I'm not a lady, but I hear women talking about penis size, and some are too big, some are too small, and I feel like it's very similar with a comedy club, you know? It, it just hits all the, the right angles, and uh, having a, a, a vaginal orgasm instead of a clitoral. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep speaking, that of, clean.
2: speaking of queefs you you've been done doing a lot of corn queefs and, and whether you're in the car with 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 doug key or whatever i always like listening to those on the patreon and do you think when or if this ever ends you're gonna you're in a, a groove now where you're gonna keep throwing those things out there
11: yeah yeah because uh when the world opens up we're gonna be on the road like mad men. And uh, we're going to be out there queefing and quaffing and green rooms all over the country and flights and trains and drives. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep the queefs alive. And also, thank God for Zoom. Thank thank God for Zoom because uh, now we can just queef it up. Because the only reason we didn't queef before all the time was because, we, you know, Joe's got to come in from Queens. I live in Manhattan. So it was just too time consuming. But now we'll just zoom it up on a queef.
2: Speaking of Manhattan, congratulations! You got somebody to uh, rent your other place in the village, huh?
11: Yes, you heard, huh? Big, big break for me. This crazy Asian lady took it. Thank God. I think she's from Wuhan. I, I'll take it.
15: I had to lower the
11: price down to uh, down to uh, peanuts, but hey, just it's a monkey off my uh, anal.
2: Yeah, I, you know what's funny? I remember you were in the studio with me when you just bought the place and, you know, it was because you always hear about people renting places and you actually bought it and you said that was the only time your parents were proud of you.
11: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I own a piece of the rock, as they say, and uh, everybody told me not to do it. And once Corona hit, I I realized they were right. But hey, I still got it and I'm never giving it up. And I hope the city comes back because right now we're in uh, we're in bad shape. But I hope the city comes back, and uh, I'll, I'll just have a, a cool apartment here that I'll just own.
2: And the cool thing is, at your old place, those those Russian guys peeled all the
11: stickers off. <laughs> ah, boy, you you know your stuff, there, Fatty. Yeah, <laughs> those those Russian nuts—they work hard and they don't <laughs> smile and they hit their wives. But hey, they're they're great employees.
2: Well, you've been on the road a little bit, not just you know going back to NOLA for Thanksgiving, but being in Austin, and when you were there, I mean, Chappelle was there and, and and Bill Burr was there. It was kind of like a little comedy, it was like a moon tower, right?
11: It, it felt like a festival. It's the new comedy Disneyland. It used to be Montreal, then it was L.A., and now it's, I feel like it's uh, Keep It Weird Austin, which is the most embarrassing quote or motto, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hot down there, it's, things are open, people have guns. It's
2: a good time. A couple more questions from Mark Norman. Best of Corona live on uh, Zoom from Helium Comedy Records at 9 Eastern. It's only $10. Bucks. Um, congratulations on the, the merch. I was able to pick up the Tuesday with stories with you guys, you and Joe, like Mickey Mouse, like high-fiving. But you've come a, f- a long way from lugging around a bag with 100 T-shirts, huh?
11: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing that again tonight. I got a gig in Pennsylvania, which is a huge. Death, death sentence because uh, it's apparently going to be a Dairy Queen blizzard out there but um, yeah yeah I still do the merch I got one box left once I sell this thing my lady won't divorce me and uh, I'll, have it all, I'll have it all free and clear but yeah the Tuesday's merch is killing it designed by the fans designed by the listeners and they, had, they did some great stuff
2: I was listening to uh, the Bill on Bird Bert- Podcast and uh bill burr said something about if 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 he had to do all his comedy shows outside like he never he never would have lasted and it's not just because like Sam samuril says you hear the laughs and then they kind of fade away they don't really hit you so not only are you not hearing the laughs but you're you're freezing to death out there
11: yeah i mean it's 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 brutal man it's uh it's the true comedy obstacle course you know all we talk about is low ceilings, packed in, quiet, you know, intimate, and it's everything is the opposite. You got a bird crapping down your throat. You got a <laughs> West Nile virus bee sting on your neck, and then you know, I did a show in Connecticut. There were deer, deer walking up to me. I felt like Moses or no Noah, Noah, the other <laughs> Jew.
2: Weren't you get heckling? Weren't you being heckled by a kid in a tree, like at Battery Park or
11: something? Yeah, yeah. A kid was climbing a tree and he started yelling at me. I told him he was adopted. And his mom was uh, <laughs> trying to try to abort him. Uh, I had to get creative. That kid was doing my whole set.
2: That's pretty good stuff. Just a couple more questions for Mark Norman. Um, you know, Joe List got the Sentra, so he'll you know take Sarah to the beach, whatever. But you get this uh, Beamer. We talked about it last time you we were on the show. But you're, you're not driving it to gigs. Is that just for special occasions you'll get it out of the garage?
11: Yeah, well, I'm so scared to drive it because uh, if I nick one, one, uh, one other car or a cab, I'm screwed. I got no plates. I got no insurance. And I don't know how the hell I'm going to get a plate on this thing because the speedometer is twitching like Michael J. Fox. And the, uh, oh, the tack is all over the road and the lights barely work. So there's no way it's going to get pass an inspection. But I chatted with a guy in Jersey and he's going to let me bring it over there, keep it there and I'm just going to have them work on it while I put my feet up in New York City and then when the when the sun comes out again in March, I'm going to go pick it up and then it'll I'll feel better driving it.
2: How are you doing with New York? Because I I hear you, you know, wax poetic about California, girls having lunch with their shoes off, and everybody's having a great time in Austin. and then, But deep down, though, there's nothing like New York. It's just that sometimes you, you get a little sick of it, right?
11: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's like a wife or a child, you know. <laughs> Every now and then you want to throw it down a flight of stairs, but... <laughs> At the end of the day, it's, it's what you call home, and you're glad to have it. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little sabin in the throat. <coughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, it's great. I mean, it's the best city in the world, but right now it can't get it up, and it's just a sad sight.
2: Okay, so lastly, tonight from Helium Comedy Records, going to be recording, 9 p.m. Eastern, of course, 6 out here in California, 10 bucks. Best of Corona, 15 comedians.
11: How is this all going to work? Oh, it's gonna be horrific. I feel bad for whoever's <laughs> listening. I think you got to just find the comic you like and and listen to that guy or gal, and then tune the rest out. Because I mean, also it's gonna be like those roasts with Geraldo, where you gotta you gotta go up early, or else it's all gonna be used up.
2: Yeah, Greg was so good, and and I have told you this before, but you know I'm older than you, and I I was lucky. I'm a comedy nerd. I've seen Carlin. I saw Kinnison. Wow. You know, Seinfeld, Ch- Chappelle, Regan, McDonald. And, uh, you know, as much as you play it down and your dad tells you you're holding chord, uh, you are uh, up there, my friend.
11: <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on. I wish you were my dad.
2: <laughs> All right. That's Mark Norman, everyone. Once again, make sure to check it out from our friends at heliumpresents.com. It's the best of Corona. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, continued uh, success. And I look forward to everything you uh put out there with uh, Tuesdays with Stories and the Patreon as well.
11: Always a pleasure and thanks for doing your homework. Great questions. Uh, you know your stuff and I appreciate you doing a little, little planning. Godspeed and praise anal.
2: There he is. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Norm. I'm Rick Tittle. Come
11: on back on SportsPilot.
5: Who's
12: chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy.
2: A couple minutes left in the show, and we always hear stories about guys who played injured, like you, Jack Youngblood had a broken leg, Hacksaw Reynolds, you know, all these stories. I remember John Garamendi when he was running for governor. He's like, I played a cow with a broken leg. I go, that makes you sound stupid. I wouldn't brag about that. But I bring it up because we found out today With the Detroit Lions desperately trying to get a seat at the wild card table in the NFC, is that the center, Frank Ragno, 24 years old, in the game against the Packers, he suffered a fractured throat. I've never heard of that in my life. And he kept playing. And so his airway is okay. The breathing is okay, but they told him not to speak. (laughs) This is every guy's dream. If his girl was told, no, but he was a rookie last year. He started every game uh, at guard and then they moved him to center. And he's uh, a former star out of Arkansas who's a really gritty player. And as I said, he's been. He was a first round pick um, uh, as well. And he's been, uh, he's been worth it, but goodness gracious, a fractured throat. I don't like what goes on in the trenches. I never did. And the closest I ever got to experiencing that was when I would long snap. And as soon as that ball would leave my hand, I had people pushing me in the ground. I remember one time my helmet got turned around and my chin strap was on my Adam's apple. And I was like, ah, with like 10 guys lying on top of me. I do not like the trenches. (laughs) I never did. Fractured throat. That's a new one for me. But good thing the guy's all right, I guess. Breathing is pretty important, I would say. That's my take on that. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pack time.